You are listening to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Please like and subscribe. Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today is my esteemed pleasure to have on. He's one of the elite promoters and festival companies in the entire country. Mr. Chris Gable, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Very good, man. Thank you so much for coming on the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Thanks for having me. Man, so, so tell me, man, how did you get involved with running festivals and things like that, man? That's a lot of work, and uh, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's overtime stuff, man. <laughs> well, I had started uh, years ago, I said back in 2007, I, uh, I build cars uh, for a living, it's, you know, for my, for my trade, and my business was kind of getting a little low, and I decided to do a car show. And I did a car show. We were doing burnouts and drifting. We had motorcycles and all kind of stuff. And uh, and championship auto shows out of Detroit picked up on my show and liked it. And they asked me to take over the World of Wheels, which was in the Superdome. And then car shows graduated into live events and then festivals. And then I just recently did one with uh, John Snyder from the Dukes of Hazard, you know, uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard here uh, about a week ago. It's just, it, it just evolved, you know, over the course of years. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and, and, and y'all, yeah, Bo's extravaganza uh, in Tennessee, man, that's a really big deal every year. That's an annual event. Congratulations on that. John's a great friend of the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I met John because we, um, I wanted him to play at one of my shows, which was in here in Pearl River. It's called the Honey Island Swamp Festival. And John needed his jump car, you know, the Challenger? Yes. That He needed that car fixed because they jumped uh, the Tick Fall River with it. And uh, a mutual friend of ours, my movie producer, called me and he says, Hey, man, do you think you can fix John's car? And I said, I said, do you think John can play at my festival? He said, yeah, I said they bring me the car. He says, but you haven't seen it. I said, I don't care. I was like, I'll make it work. I said, bring me the car. They brought it to me, and I fixed it. They jumped it uh, across the pond, and then I fixed it again. And we just jumped it recently at the last uh, show. And you got to fix so, it again because I saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, big big shout out if you guys are in Louisiana when it pops up, you go check out Bo's Extravaganza. John and Alicia Schneider put on a wonderful show out there. And, uh, you know, it's a really awesome show to go see. Uh, I mean, cars jumping, the whole deal, music, everything. It's a really awesome deal to go to. But, but see, man, that's awesome. I mean, you know, and, and there you go. You get, you know, you're connected, you know. And what was it like, man, to promote an event at, 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 in Louisiana at, at, at the Dome, man? That's incredible. Uh, well, it was, it, was, it, was, it was definitely different, you know, uh, because I actually – I changed it up a little bit because the show needed a little more spice. So a friend of mine, Rich Clemente, who was uh, on the, he was, had just recently been on the uh, uh, Ultimate Fighter. And he did Ultimate Fighting shows. So me and him had gotten together here in Slidell and we did an Ultimate Fighting and Car Show in Slidell, and then we did one at LSU at the PMAC, and then when the World of Wheels approached me, I was like, hey, why don't we do Ultimate Fighting at the show, too? And they were like, okay, and man, we blew it out the water. They had to bring in NOPD on the floor because we had so many people there that they weren't expecting, 
that many people and it actually got us to cover city business magazine i mean it was awesome i mean it was just a really great event so you had you had ultimate fighting and then a car show and then we and that's whenever they were remodeling they remodeled the year after that and we moved into the convention center and actually made the show even bigger after that that is that's incredible man now let me ask you a question now it, it takes a, i mean you see a lot of people try to throw festivals together and they have no idea what they're diving into, man, because, I mean, honestly, this is a lot of work. And, I mean, I know this from my side, but please, you know, explain how this is a ton of work, right? Yeah, there's a lot of preparation that goes into these things. You know, people, you can't just throw an event together and go, or just say, hey, we're going to throw a party, because it's a little more than that, because, you know, you got you got insurance involved you got vendors involved you know you got to do the right advertisement because you can have the biggest name you can have kid rocket your event but if you don't advertise it properly and to the right crowd they're not going to show up you know and it's over the years i've learned you know marketing wise where to put your money and where not to put your money you know and what kind of advertisements effective and what isn't effective and then at the same time knowing the type of people that you need to help run this type of show that actually take it seriously and understand it you know majority of those people don't work for you full time for a whole year they just kind of come in you have a lot of volunteers there's a lot of coordination that goes into it you know absolutely and you know it's funny you said about in promotion it drives me nuts you know and I, i've been around the promotional thing for over 40 years you know that i'll sit there and i just just the other day saw it for a big event charity event and also just regular events somebody put on there you know elvis presley is going to be here live uh at frank's place now, i have no damn idea where frank's place is they don't have a number on, they don't have a number on there they don't have dot com on there. How much the tickets are or anything else? They just expect everybody to know that the king's going to be at Frank's place, and we have no idea where it is. How important it is to have address number, your your uh, website on there, scanning code if you can get it for tickets. I mean, all of these things. Isn't it so damn important to have these things on your poster? Yeah, I call it the where, when, and how, and right. if. If you go and look, and you go look at, a say, a, an advertisement, and I, I do it all the time. If I see something being advertised, like a, a concert or a show or something, I'll look at it, and I immediately go, what have they missed? You know, because right. my, my brain's kind of trained that way, so I'm looking for what did they miss, and I ask myself the common questions, like, because I've done it before. I've, I've printed... I printed like a thousand flyers one time and I looked at the flyer and went, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. Like, how did I not recognize? Like, there's no there's no phone number or there's, there's no address or something, you know? It was just, what time did it's start, horrible. brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and how much did it cost you for that costly mistake, Chris? You know? uh, well, actually, back then, it cost me a hell of a lot more money than it did does now because right. now I do my own... I do my own from uh, graphic designs now, and then I've hooked up with print companies, so I can actually get things fairly cheaper. And then when I send it over to them, they'll call me back and go, "Hey, bud, uh, did you did you did you know?" And I go, "Oh crap! I'm, I'm so glad y'all seen that, you know, because I have a friend on the other end of the line that's looking out for my best interest, you know, to catch my mistakes. And that's why now that's another important thing is is trying to hook up with people in the industry and de and developing relationships with them that you can all work together, you know, because the more successful I am, that's the more business business they'll get, you know. 
Right, exactly. I, I just can't see. It just drives me crazy. And I do the same thing you do. I look at these posters and man, it's a great event. Maybe it's going to cost the charity money or maybe it's just going to cost the promoter or the organization money. But man, you know, you you have to be. And I mean, you know, if you send it over to me, say, check this out, Char. And I'm like, hey, brother, Chris, man, you know what? You, you Your auto check put here, wrong here, H-E-A-R instead of H-E-R-E or whatever. Because it happens to the best of us, you know? Yeah. So... Something happens to our place, time, number, like you said, whatever. I think it's just so important, and I'm glad that, you know, that here, what, when, why, you know, type thing went, you know, what time. Those things are so important, and I'm glad, you know, I wanted somebody else besides me to be the, to be the one saying, look, brother, this is important, and you have to do it, you know. But, yeah. I, and it was costly, like you said, I mean, back in the day, especially when we had to send out and they had to set up everything and screen everything. And even now it's still very costly Print a thousand out and you're like, Oh man, I just wasted that ink or whatever. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very important. And, you know, and you learn these things and we've all made those mistakes, you know, some way or another, but I mean, you try to share it along so that no one else, you know, does the same thing. But I mean, putting an event together, you know, like you said, insurance, I love that. I love the idea. You know, that was the first thing that came out of your mouth because, insurance permits licensing you know all of those things for an area can be a big deal right well i've seen i've seen people plan an event they're like hey man you gotta come check our event out we're putting this together this and they'll, and they tell me the whole event i go cool did you uh did you get your permit yet and they go what do you mean like <laughs> you, can't, you can't just i said did you man you need to go to get a permit for this man like you don't even know they're gonna allow you to do it so you put this whole great wonderful show together and you haven't even pulled a permit yet I said, you gotta, you gotta think those things out. There's always think of it this way: the 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 man is always gonna want his, regardless, and right. he's gonna and, get and it one way or another. Right, and security, and you know how many police officers you have to have between so many and whatever. And oh yeah, all I, I did a video. I did a video the other day on my uh, uh, Facebook page, Deep South Entertainment LLC, and that was one of the things I covered was. What's the most important thing of your show is your budget. If you ain't got a budget, if you don't have a budget, you don't have nothing because all the little things sneak up on you, you know, and it could be all the way to the gas station run to, because we're running off of generators because you didn't plan out your power grid properly. Now you're having to rent generators or you have to bring generators in, you know, and now you have to go buy fuel for them. And before you know it, you just racked up another $2,000 worth of, of expenses on your show that you never even planned for because you didn't map the property out well enough to know that you didn't have adequate power, you know? So, right. And, and I love that. I love that you brought up about budget and I didn't, I didn't even go there, but I love that because, and, and everybody, no matter how much money you have, you need to make a budget for the show. I don't care if you have Bill Gates money, you still have to, because you want to keep it. You still have to map out, okay, I'm having such and such here, and the math doesn't lie. If you hold, have a building that our place that holds 2,000 people, do the math, figure out how much the most money you can make, and, 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 you know, and then it has to be underneath that, and you have to add, you know, what's your percentage-wise that you, well, I, I, won't, I won't say that. I, I'll, I'll sit there and say you always have to look at having a percentage of profit over that. So um, when you look at no, the... Well, a rule of thumb, 
20 to 30, if you're in between 20 and 30 percent profit margin, you're in the area, you know. You're not going to get much more than that right. as, as far as, a, uh, say, a return on your investment, you know, but that, that's definitely just something to look at to see if it's even worth it, you know, because you, like you just said, if you, you could, you could have, I'm going to bring up Kid Rock again. You could book Kid Rock and you could bring him to the local auditorium and everybody goes, oh, that's going to be awesome. But guess how much those tickets would cost in order to pay for him? You see what I'm saying? Right. That, that a lot of people don't think about that. You know, how, how many people can your venue actually hold safely and to the code of the fire marshal and to just the respect of the people that have a good time? You know, you don't want to jam people in there. I mean, we've seen what happened at that. What was that? They had something at Astroworld or something where they had people yeah. passing out and getting trampled all over. And it's like... That that was a that was definitely uh, whoever put that together. There was a breakdown somewhere in the communication and not really paying attention to, to ushering these people in safely. You know. You know the thing it is, you know, and, 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 and our, of course our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody involved in that. But I mean, the thing of it is though is that when you and sometimes there's things that happen that you you have to man jump up and and, and, and you know and deal with immediately and you know and, and something can happen or somebody panics or whatever else it is and like you said you have to be prepared to do your very best to deal with these things um and like you said about the money part of it is with budget or putting somebody into an auditorium compared to you know back in the day i used to i used to do work with uh david copperfield the magician the, you know the illusionist and like one and a half shows paid for you know the the whole week of shows you know, yeah. and, and you have to look at that. Now, the rule of thumb is different. I'm sure and David's way different now, you know, because things are bigger shows and everything else. But great show, by the way, um, and great guy to work with. But anyway, so the thing of it is, is, but when you look at that and you say, man, you know, okay, one and a half shows, that's one and a half shows sold out to take care of yeah. the, the bills before you start to make any money. Yeah, just to cover the overhead. You know? yes. And, and I tell people, too, you, get, you can get creative, too, is doing doing uh putting shows together kind of transformed me or, or kind of segued me into learning how to do my own graphic designs and then um i got into doing like little videos so i invested in some recording equipment then i started doing you know uh i just did a music video for jay jones um country boy proud where we raced some cars together and and now we're working on another video uh for a song called Full Throttle, but doing this stuff kind of segued and, and added other things to me to where typically I'd have to pay somebody to do these things, but now I don't have to pay them, which ultimately ended up me being Jay Jones' manager. So it's like, it's so many different little different little things that just keep piling up over the course of years as you, as you just keep doing it, you know, Absolutely. and learning the ins and outs. Yeah, because because you don't you know you know you never deal with it if you've done, if you've booked all shows indoors and you book book a show outdoors, man. Let me tell you something. Depending on where you are in the country and what time of the year it is, outdoors the weather, like they say here in Nashville, wait fifteen minutes and you watch the weather change. You know. Oh yeah, same <laughs> same thing here in Louisiana, man. I was gonna say, you brother, you know how weather. that is. You know how that is in Louisiana. You know, I mean, you know. It's, but I mean, so that's the thing. You can book it, and it looks, you know, and you're looking booking an event five, six, seven, eight weeks out, and uh, you know, it looks perfect weather according to now, you know. But so you know, those are the things you have to look at, 
and and then hope for the best and be, you know have alternatives and everything else put out. Now that brings me up to the part of uh, Mr. Jay Jones. I had to check out his music after you and I uh, have a conversation the other day. You know, and uh, great guy uh, from Wayne PR, Barry Rogers introduced us. And I'll tell you what, it was really cool to go over and check out some of his music. Dude rocks. And, uh, yes, yes. you know, and this, this, I was even nominated for a Josie Award, which is really cool. And yep. uh, Country Boy Proud rocks out, man. I love the video, by the way. I love that. Oh, thank and, you. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, these are trained people doing this stuff. Don't go out and be doing this without being trained in proper places and anything else. But it is a kick-ass, badass video. My, my son wasn't too. My son was in the military, and he seen the video online. He says, "Dad, is that my Grand National you're racing down the dirt road?" And I was like, "It's okay, son. I gave it to you. Yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> People look at go, "Is that a real Grand National?" I said, "Oh yeah, baby. That's that's a real Grand National." <laughs> Damn, man, that is that is pretty cool. Now, by the way, speaking of which, now we'll get we're gonna go down to Jay in one second. Uh, but tell me about that other ride, brother. Oh, the rat rod. So yeah. that that car belongs to a good friend of mine and Jay's, uh, Brandon Lagarde. Now, Brandon, he's kind of a lot behind the scenes. He's been in the entertainment. He was on a TV show called Redneck Billionaires. Um, he owns the, the Ground Pounder. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Monster there's, truck. There's, hold on, there's nothing. <laughs> Redneck billionaires. I just love yeah. that. I just love that by itself. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He, he goes big. He's, he's go big or go home. That dude has more toys than, I mean, like he owns four monster trucks, a couple of rat rods. He's got a boat. We're going to be doing a video called Southern Sexy. Brandon has a 50 foot got two fifth two 454 engines with dual superchargers on it this boat does 180 miles an hour that's going to be in our uh, southern sexy video <laughs> Man, oh yeah that is awesome we're gonna have to talk about that i might have to have brandon on the show but um, yeah let, let me let me ask you so, so tell me about this rat rod brother because i'm sorry you just attracted me with the you know redheads <laughs> So the rat ride got a, a blown 454 in it. It's an old uh, 1922 truck, I believe. Um, and it just has a lot of uh, extras on it, including tracks. I don't know if you noticed it had tracks on it. It doesn't I have did, tires I on did. the back. I missed it the first go around. I was like, damn, that thing got tracks on it. Yeah, that, and that is actually, we used that same car in the opening scene to John Snyder's movie, uh, Poker Run, but we had tires on it for that opening scene in John's movie. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bad ride, man. It's it's, a, it's definitely a, a kicking ass. It's a, it's a good car. But how, that thing really got up that fast with tracks on it, brother? Oh, yeah. So when you, you watch the video... When they're racing, uh, the two cars are racing. They're actually rolling about on that dirt road. They were doing about, I say, almost eighty miles an hour. With like, tracks on. Yeah, with tracks on it. I think, I think when I say it's got right at about six hundred horsepower, maybe a little more. <laughs> 
You know, I'll tell you what, it looks like it should be sitting right beside the Munsters car, you know? That's how cool yeah, I know, it is. Right, huh? That's how cool it is, man. It is a badass car, but, you know. So, but, I mean, no, that's really cool. Now, you know, and, and the video, I mean, you know, Jay Jones' video, everybody got to go check it out, Country Proud, because it is really cool. Country Boy Proud, excuse me. That's really cool video. And uh, dude's got some raspy rocking, but, you know, kind of Hank Williams Jr.-ish kind of uh, rocking in it, you know, it is. Is that how you would describe him? Yeah, I saw a lot of people, you know, they, that's how a lot of other people describe him. Yeah, if I had to compare him to anybody, I'd almost call him like a modern-day uh, 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 Hank Williams Jr., and he's got the attitude to go along with it. Exactly <laughs> what you see, like, in the video, exactly how he is in real life, man. He's a he's a trip. He puts on a great show, man. He interacts with the crowd extremely well. He's chugging beers on stage. Cutting jokes. I mean, just having a good old time. I mean, he's a he's an entertainer, is what he is. Well, hey man, if, if if you love what you do and you can do it well and you can get paid for it, why not, man? You know. Yep. I mean, that's yep. awesome. That's awesome. And and, and and sound good and and do a good job at it. That's even better. Matter of fact, we're gonna have him on the show. Uh, matter of fact, we're gonna have him on the show very soon. So I. I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys booking them on the Lifebox Media Channel. We're looking forward to having them on. Um, what was uh, what what stood out about you with Jay Jones that you uh, wanted to sign him? Uh, well, when I first heard his music, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked his music, and uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, uh, Derek uh, Pichon with uh, Four Thirty Four Management, and um, Paul Crosby, the drummer from the band Saliva. Um, I've worked with them guys booking like Drowning Pool and some other people and they introduced me to them and going through COVID, we couldn't do shows, we couldn't do anything. So me and Jay kind of just sat on the phone talking. I told him, I said, man, I'm going to book you for one of my shows. And, uh, and I finally did, which we did the show, the, uh, Honey Island Swamp Fest we did last September, a week after the hurricane Ida hit, hit us. And... So we were going to have a rat rod show and um, some monster trucks and some other stuff there. Well, when the the when the storm hit, we were already the only gig in town. Nobody was doing a live events. I was the only one in this whole area. I, I didn't care. And I even ran it. My advertisement said, no mask required. We ain't checking vaccines, nothing. I said, I'm just doing a show. And the uh, hurricane hit. And then everybody's like, well, I guess we're going to have to cancel. I said, no, we ain't. I went on the local radio stations here locally. I put it out on uh, Facebook and every other avenue we could get. I said, the show goes on. I don't care. I didn't, at that point, I didn't even care if I lost money. I said, the show goes on. I said, we've been locked up too long. I said, ain't nothing holding us down. I said, everybody, stop cleaning your yards and come over here and drink a damn beer and have fun with us. And that's exactly what they did. And we had thousands of people show up because I knew what the people wanted. I knew what they wanted. Right, and, right, it right. And, and, and we want everybody to be safe and careful. Understand something. We do want everybody to be safe and careful. I have to specify that because I specify that often. But it's the thing is that people people are trying to kind of get back to life and, and, and get regu- you know get regular almost again as best as we can be. But I mean, you know, to, to have an event and to go out and have a good time and enjoy yourself. And the thing of it is, is this man. Here, here's the cool thing about it is, you know, putting together a festival is such hard work. That when you have, you know, or, or promote any event, that when you have a group of people and you see them having a great time, that is that is that is one of the best rewards, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm 
Yeah, we we do a we do a show here in Slidell called the St. Tammany Crab Festival every year, and we get. 10, 12,000 people to show up. And one of my favorite things is walking on the back of the stage and just looking out as the crowd, you know, for the headliner and just, and just knowing that all those people are together and having a good time because, you know, me and, and my crew brought these people here. And typically that's what, that's what satisfies me the most as a promoter, you know. It ain't always about the money in life. It's about doing what you enjoy, and that's one of the things I enjoy doing. I love it. Right, exactly, yeah. And I always sit there and say this. I learned it a lot many, many moons ago, many years ago, is that, you know, you put on you put on the best show you can do, whether it's 10 people or 10,000. Yep, yep, you're right. That's the motto everybody's should live by and I, and I and I think we've all shared both both, both sides of the spectrum <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been to the ones with 10 people I'm like oh man this ain't good, <laughs> this uh, I, remember, good. I remember starting out as a young cat and saying baby Jesus 50 people <laughs> you know but, but, but at the same time you know when you get to 50,000 people you're like man you know makes you appreciate it or at least you should like you said but I mean here's the thing man so by the way so you know you managing talent a couple questions to ask in regards to the fact of uh you know young cats coming up guys and girls coming up and in, in, you know whether it be music movies whatever <clears throat> excuse me my voice is still making a comeback from uh you know having laryngitis so i still sound like a scratchy 12 year old but i'm doing my worst um but anyway so, so you know i always sit there and say some of the best advice People need to promote themselves. They have so many avenues to do it today on social media. Um, don't you think that you know that these cats out there that are pushing their promotion, pushing their company, pushing their uh, talent, as we're talking about talent, that they should be out there really hammering it hard and also hitting live for musicians, hitting every live event you can get. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, do you, so, so one of the big misconceptions, I believe, is that kids, younger, some of the younger generation, uh, it's so easy if you just, if you go viral. Well, back in, back in our day when we started in the industry, it didn't work that way. Right. You know, I think, I think the, the first social media thing I remember was MySpace, which was like in right. 02, 01 maybe. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of new. But back in them days, man, you know, when I was doing music, you know, I've been to L.A., we've been to, to, to Atlanta, we've been to Florida and Texas doing live shows, and sometimes for just nickels, just to get our name out right. there and pass out some CDs and meet people and, you know, give out our email address because we didn't have all of those things, and it was a lot of legwork. But nowadays, I think kids think, oh, just go online and do it. Well, you know what? That works to a certain point, but people want to see you in real life, you know? Right. And, you need to get out there, like you said, go do the shows, go out there and meet people, you know, and, and, and have a good time doing it. But you, you, you got to put some legwork into it and you can't just sit behind a computer and your microphone at the house. Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, and the greatest talents ever, whether you want to go Elvis, the Beatles, the Stones, whoever, to all the way up to a Britney Spears or Justin Bieber or whoever, or, or, or my, my, my country friends out there, you know, they're out there. Garth Brooks still got to go on tour to make the money. 
You know, we used yep. to make records in the day. Used to make you know, used to make your house payments and your car payments. That doesn't happen anymore. So you know, if you want to, you know, it's great to sell gajillion, you know, things online, and I encourage it. But at the same, and, and socialize and, and use the social media, man. If brother, if we'd had social media forty years ago, could you imagine? You know. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, but the thing is, like you said, MySpace, I, I miss MySpace. I love MySpace. But anyway, I did. I thought MySpace was really cool. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Liked it a hell of a lot better than Facebook. Um, yeah. yeah. And we are on Facebook, but yeah, sorry. Um, you know, but, but this is the thing, man. I think that I I say they have to get out there. They have to. And like you said, for pennies, man, you might be playing for tips. You know what? You come to Nashville, you go on Broadway, you're seen by thousands of people a day. But you're playing for tips. You're not spoiled, guaranteeing money. All around the country, you can charge, you know, to, to appear somewhere if you have a little bit of a name. Yeah. Or, 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 or they see you have talent. But, but, you know, they're playing for tips in Nashville. A lot of places, some places do also. But, I mean, don't you think that these people need to get themselves out there and book, whether it's the local bar. I don't care if you have mom, dad, and all 50 of your friends show up. Yeah have it often right yep and that's you know that's one of the things too what you just said too is surround yourself with people that encourage you you know my my wife for the last 14 years has has done everything with me and she's been my best friend and my worst critic sometimes <laughs> because she has no problem pointing that didn't work see I told you that wasn't going to work <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> you know but but having that support around you you know and they'll help you get they'll help get the word out too you know and at the same time it's 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 positive energy you know you need that positive energy you want to surround yourself with positive people do positive things you know and help as many people as you possibly can you know it's just you know, I, I, a guy, I booked this, um, I don't know, you, you probably heard him, the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. I can't remember, I really don't know his name. I booked him one year, we were sitting in my trailer, and he, he sits down, and he says, man, he's like, I really appreciate you uh, booking me, man, I really appreciate it. He goes, uh, he said, I never realized the success of this one song would take off like it has, he said, but at the same time, he goes, this is kind of my career, he said. He said, I'm putting new music out every day. He says, but I live off of this one song. People love it. He said, but I really appreciate you, you know, taking the opportunity to book me and this and that. And I was, man, I was thinking, what a humble guy, you know? And we sat and talked for like an hour, man. He's like, and I could tell he was just thankful and happy to be doing what it is that he loves to do. Right, right, right. Is that the Cupid? Yeah, yeah, the Cupid Shuffle. No, 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 I mean Cupid the Talent? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because two people put it out, so I didn't realize that. But okay, a guy by the name William put it out, and another guy by the name of Cupid, so I wasn't sure. But anyway, so I mean, you know, here's the here's the thing, man. You know, the idea is though, is that, you know, uh, you know, when, when you when you do that, I think the I, the thing is when you get out and you do a show live, one you get experience, and you know, and uh, and I want to get it, uh, touch a part of the crowd, which is very important, by the way, but. You know, you get experience and, you know, also indoors or outdoors, smoking building, non-smoking building. You can sing great in your shower. You can sing great at a perfect event. But when you go to a club or a nightclub or whatever else it is, you need that experience because, man, you know what? Your win might be perfect. But I'll tell you what, when you when you get in there and it's a smoke-filled building, it's an entirely different avenue. You oh, know? yeah. Or it's oh, hot yeah. and humid or whatever. No air conditioning comes down or whatever. But, but and, and those are things you need to... Uh, address as well but here's one thing i wanted to bring up 
and you can understand this for as, as, a, as a promoter's part of you with the talent. People, if you go, and correct me if I'm wrong here, people, if you go to see your kids sing, you go to see your best friend sing at a club or a bar, don't order water. For God's sake, order a drink, a soda, something to eat, something to drink, because you're not helping them if 400 people show up and you don't buy anything. Yep, yep. You gotta, you gotta spend money. That's what, that's what the entertainment. That's one of the things that's always thrived, even in bad economies, was entertainment because, you know, people need to escape, you know, and have a good time, and that's how they get paid. That's how they make money. Yeah, because they're not going to have them back. I mean, I, I got dear friends that used to own a pub in in, in California in Lake Forest, and a uh, big shout out to our place, Miss Tammy Mustelli. But you know, people come in there, and all of a sudden they show up and they get a water. I'm like, no, man, you can't do that. You got, you got to show up. You know, you're coming to support this band. You know, because they're not going to have your band back, or not going to have you back as a talent. If you, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to get drunk. You might order fish and chips. You might order whatever. You might have a couple sodas if you don't drink. But you know, you got to buy something so that you know that people say, oh man, they got a great crowd. Everybody spent a, f- a few dollars, and, and we want to have this, this this talent back, right? Yep. You know, yep, and buy the exactly CDs right. and stuff, man. You know, where else can you get CDs today, or, or 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 get their, you know, get their merch or whatever it is? Because the fact, come on, man, a shirt or a hat or or, or a bracelet or whatever. These cats are out there, you know, busting their hustle. And I also think, correct me if I'm wrong, even if you hand out bracelets, those little bracelets or whatever, something for somebody to remember you for, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we're big on merch. Definitely big on merch. What is the best advice you give for a young talent short on dollars uh, for merchandise, man? Uh, well, you can get stuff online, you know. Um, I know there's certain places. Uh, me, personally, I just developed a good relationship with, you know, one with a local uh, print shop here where I live. Because um, sometimes they'll, you know, when you give it the right shop, they might go ahead and punch you some of the stuff, you know, you know, right. and if they, if they believe in what you're doing, they don't mind floating a few hats and some shirts for you, you know, so, give, give them some yeah. love, be creative, give them some love saying, Hey, Johnny's, Johnny's print shop, you know, provided us with, you know, some of our, our shirts tonight or whatever. Give them some love all over your, uh, all over your social media. See, what I did, I, cause I do shows. So I bring in, I bring in my, print guy and let him set a booth up and he sells all kind of merchandise and stuff which I get a percentage of but then in return he's getting it back from me because I'm buying <laughs> merch for other stuff so it's a it's a it's a good trade out you know yeah that's like that's that's, that's like working in a department store that you buy the suits but they pay you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, but it's a brilliant idea it's a great idea and it helps everybody it's it's a brother in right there or a sister in whatever whichever you know, it's a family type gimmick. You know, it, it's you're working together. You're helping the local guy out, and you know, and everything else. I suggest like we have keychains. We have these le- very reasonable keychains. We give them out. You know, to everywhere we go, we give them out. It's just something. Hey, man, it's a little appreciation. Nothing expensive, but but you remember us. You know us. You have it. You look at it. It's there. And I and I think that the idea is is that matter of fact, we're going to start having some contests on the Lightbox Media Channel in regards to getting some of our merch in the near future, and maybe some of our guests also, some of their merch also. But, I mean, you know, so stay tuned for that. But, I mean, and, and maybe we'll get Chris to do one of his big festivals, a 
give us a shout out for something, uh, and and uh, and uh, we'll have it. We'll have it out there to promote it. But I mean, here's the thing, man. You know, Chris, with your events coming, you know, coming and everything else, how do you look at the idea of one upping yourself each time? Uh, typically, I don't try to one up myself. Um, what I do is is I just focus in on what the you know what the project is that we're going and I just try to do the best I can do and sometimes I want up myself and then sometimes I'm like yeah well I probably could have did a little bit better you know after I step back and I look at it you right. know yeah we all we always we always kick ourselves behind that hindsight 2020 gear you know I mean brother what did I do that for I could have done much but I, I do I do that all the time so I hear you I'll do that about but, the show and say what the hell did you do <laughs> Well, it's just like you being an artist, you know. I don't even remember who said this quote, but I just remember sticking it in my head. You know, your work's never finished; it's abandoned. Meaning that you you just got to do the best you can do, you know. And at some point, you got to say, you know what, this is going to be good enough. This is going to work, and then and then you just roll with it, you know. And then you evaluate evaluate yourself afterwards. So I, I agree because if you keep correcting it, it's that old eraser effect like when you're in school. You erase a hole in the paper that you were drawing or writing or whatever because you kept correcting it. Now you have nothing. So I agree with that. That's yeah. a great saying, man. I appreciate you saying that and, and sharing that. But I mean, so what do you got coming up, brother? Uh, let's see. We're going to the, we're going to be in Nashville. I know in, in October with Jay Jones at the Josie Music Awards. Um, but our next show is going to be in September, the St. Tammany Crab Festival, the Terry Slidell. And then we have, after that, it's going to be the Lacombe Fest, Seafood Festival in Lacombe, Louisiana. Then we got, uh, I think we're going to do a big rat rod racing and, oh, it's going to, this is going to be a bad, a nice event. I think we're going to do it at John Snyder's place out in Holden. And then we have some other things on the books that people have contacted me about. But as of right now, probably the next six months, we got about four shows we're going to be doing. Ooh, brother, man. And I tell you what, you're in Nashville. You know, you and I go get together, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I, I'm excited. I've never been to Nashville. Um, I just recently went to Gatlinburg, me and my wife. Uh, we rented a cabin, and I drove my A-class motorhome there, which was a freaking mistake because I did not realize the mountains were so <laughs> high up there. I was like, never again. I was like, this will never happen to me again. No, it was bad. Oh my gosh. But but it, but it is beautiful, right? Because, man, we went up there in September uh, last year and, man, we went up with some friends, man, and brother, if you want to talk about some beautiful sights. Yeah, it is pretty up there. Yeah, we, uh, we stayed right there um, in Gatlinburg where the big the, the rail, uh, the what is that? The cable car goes always at the top of the mountain. We were right underneath that, halfway up the mountain. It was beautiful. Did you go Loved on it? it? Oh yeah, yeah. Me and my wife, we went. We uh, we we went up there. I guess from the little town, little town square, or whatever. And went always to the top of the mountain. Then we got on the uh, the other cable seat rides, whatever you call them things, and went even further up. I mean, it was gorgeous. I've never, you know, I've never been there before. That was my first time. Oh man, you so, definitely, um, definitely got to go back, man. I, I, I got a, I got a cabin uh, that I have to reserve. I got an open date on it, and I got, I got to do it. I got to get up there again, man, because it's, it's beautiful up there, and uh, and you don't want to come home. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, Pigeon Forge was nice too. Yeah, you know, it was the whole the whole area. It's just nice and clean. You know, it's just a real pretty place. The whole place. You, you'll appreciate that. So you go up there, and I think it was September of last year, and uh, I keep seeing there's a jeep, there's another jeep, there's another jeep, and man, within a block, you know, you know how you're walking down, right? And you know, and you see, and all of a sudden, well, we're driving down, and I'm like, hey, a couple of my friends are with me, and you know, him and his wife, and. And we're with us, and so all of a sudden it's another Jeep and another Jeep, and we're like, man, I, I have seen literally seventy-five Jeeps within a block. And all of a sudden, Jeez. so we pl- we pull in and we 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 go to the we go to the cabin and we park, you know, and come to go to get down to the deal, and we find out it's a Jeep festival, the annual Jeep festival's there. <laughs> Ten thousand Jeeps. Oh my goodness! Thousand <laughs> Jeeps, brother. And uh, nice. anywhere you went, you, you know, you, oh, there's a Buick, and up there, and there's ten thousand Jeeps. You know, <laughs> you know nice, and, nice. And I, and I don't drive a Jeep, so we stuck out. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, but no, it just so yeah, it was just kind of funny. But it's a gorgeous area there, man. I'm glad you brought it up. And uh, so so let me ask you a question real quick. What was it like to uh, do a Bose Extravaganza? Uh, well, I got brought in on the, uh, towards the, I want to say probably about a little over a, a month prior to it, because Alicia, uh, John's wife, wrecked her dirt track car and broke her back Oof. in like two, yeah, two little spots, and she just needed some help, and, you know, we all have mutual friends, plus I've booked them before to do shows, and they just called me and asked if I'd give them a hand, I was like, yeah, so I went out there. And uh, I brought the monster trucks out, and we, we were jumping monster trucks. We were shooting uh, Jay's, Jay Jones' video, um, and I just kind of stepped in and took her place. And I said, just give me your agenda, and let's just run with it. And that's what we did, and it was wonderful. I mean, John's a real great guy to work with. Yeah, he is. Real nice. Uh, Alicia, his wife, is real great to work with. John's got some really good people on his staff, you know, because John's place out there is big. Right. Um, I want to say it's like 50 acres, I want to th- I think. But, I mean, there's stuff going on in every part of the, the show. I mean, you had crawfish cook-off, you had food vendors and arts and crafts, and they're jumping cars and jumping monster trucks and just it's stuff everywhere, and it was just, it was a blast. It was fun. That's, that's very cool. Go check out, uh, I think it's uh, John Schneider Studios. I think you can go check it out and find out more information on that. Now, as far yeah, as the fact, I'm sorry? It, yeah, if you go, you can go see John jumping that Challenger. Uh, I think he jumped at 133 feet. Yeah, I saw him. He landed into those uh, land, that that landing boxes thing was pretty cool yeah. too, man. You yeah. know, did, did hey that went a little to the left? Was that supposed to go like that? Um. Well, after they set the boxes up, I I was standing back there and I went, man. I said, I think they positioned them boxes a little off. But by that time, I was like, well, as long as he stays in the middle, he should catch the left <laughs> side of it. And, and that's what happened. I mean, in the car, you know, I've done fix that car twice. And I knew the second time, if you look at the front of that car, it's like, if you pop the hood on it, I'm joking, like, I built a custom Chevrolet radiator support come off of a pickup truck that's on the front of it to hold that front bumper on. The headlights are all fake. These are just headlights that I... uh. <laughs> that I just took the covers and made and put inside the bumper and everything. But I had built some plates underneath it, underneath the car, to try to protect the steering. 
It's got um the um I forgot the guy's name that did the roll cage in it. But that car is a tough machine. Like it was it was built and it was built to make jumps, but even after I got my hands on it, I kind of beefed it up a little bit more. And I mean, it, it, that car's been a champ. I can't believe it's made that many jumps. <laughs> you, 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 you know, John gonna do it, and he really does do it, man. He really does get in there. So you know, you know, he gonna push he ain't it. Scared. He's gonna push yeah, it. You know not, that. <laughs> yeah, he is not scared at all. No, no, no. no. Now, 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 if people want to talk to you in regards to the fact of getting in contact with you with doing some custom car work. Where can they get where can they get a hold of you at? Well, unfortunately, I've kind of technically retired from doing that. Okay. Um the only reason I did it for John was uh it's John. Because <laughs> yeah, because it was John and and nobody else really wanted to touch the car. But uh the only work I do now is kinda like um like on those rat rods and different stuff we use for our, our, our music videos and whatnot. So yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of, I kind of stepped out of the car industry, you know, doing as far as building custom stuff. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Now, now, as far as the fact of where could everybody get a hold of you to find out where your festivals are or to book you to run a festival? Uh, DeepSouthPromo.com. And uh, uh, on Facebook, we're Deep South Entertainment LLC. Um, that's the main two places you can catch me at. Uh, and actually, that's probably the easiest place to, to get in touch with. You can look at our, our past shows and different credentials. Um, I have different Facebook pages for all my shows, so you can you find links to all of them on our website. That's DeepSouthPromo.com. Right. You have an events park there that shows everything coming up. Yeah. Yep. And then, then yep. also, because in fact, well, like I said, we're excited to have one. You also have a spot on there for Jay Jones. I mean, if there's one thing you want people to know about Jay Jones, the entertainer, uh, for everybody to listen up, obviously him coming on the Lifebox Media Channel, but to also go check out his music, what would it be? Well, I would say uh, y'all want to catch him now because I think Jay's definitely going to make it, and he's going to uh, he's he's going to definitely be big one of these days. But I think to catch him at his best right now, up close and personal is to come check him out at these different festivals and shows we're doing because he is a kick in the ass. And I don't know of any any entertainers right now that I've booked that has as much energy as he does on stage. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, I need to get some of that bottled myself. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, let me tell you. But I, I appreciate that, man. <clears throat> and it's great, you know, and you guys check out and follow the Lifebox Media channel because of the fact that we definitely will have Jay Jones on the show. I believe it's tomorrow, but we'll make sure uh, that it's up and running soon right after that. And we appreciate, by the way, we have our 67th country. Thank you so much, Albania, by the way, for coming on board and listening to the Lifebox Media Channel. We totally appreciate you. And Columbia as well, for thank you for coming on. And we appreciate all 67 countries and listening and, uh, and North America as well. Um, ladies and gentlemen... Chris Gable, go check him out. Deep South Entertainment, DeepSouthPromo.com. You know, man, some fantastic festivals. This guy's one of the cats. You want to run a festival, you want to go to a festival, he's one of the guys to go see and or talk to about it because he'll make it happen. Thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time, buddy. Yeah, man, thank you. I had fun uh, and uh, I look to hear from you in the near future. 
Oh, you're going to come back on again, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to come see you when we come to Nashville in October. I'll be yeah. there. Right on, brother. Lifebox Media Channel. We are out.